Amen. If you would get your Bibles, amen, and turn to Mark. Mark chapter number 10. We'll be reading verses 46 down to 52. Mark chapter number 10. Beginning at verse 46, reading down to 52. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't take for granted that we get a chance to worship him. Amen. It was a time I was a living body and I was still a dead man walking, didn't even know to call on him. But I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity to lift up his unmatchless name. Hallelujah. His, that nobody's like him. Nobody's like him. Amen. In the verse 46, we begin there and it reads, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, cast, and he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We give you honor, we give you praise, and we give you glory. Lord God, Lord, we ask right now, even as the word comes forth, let it come forth with power and might. Lord God, as I decrease, increase, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord. Let us hide the word in our heart, Lord God. Move in every circumstance and situation that we have today. Father, we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We give you praise for what you've already done. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you do. Very briefly, I don't intend to be before you long today. If there was a thought to leave <coughs> for this morning, it would simply be this. I will not, I will not be silent. I will not be silent. The dictionary describes the meaning of the word silent as making no, no utterance, mute, and or speechless. Silence means 
indisposed to speak, not loquacious, free from sound and noise. Silence has been associated with stillness, unspoken, in other words, making no mention of in terms of historical documentation. Last but not least, silence has been identified as not widely or generally known or appreciated. Not widely known or generally appreciated. In Mark 10 and 46, it describes a blind man by the name of Bartimaeus who sat by the highway side begging and Jesus and his disciples and a great number of people went out of Jericho. It states in verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now it is, it's not unusual to see a blind or a lame or a crippled man by the highway side. As a matter of fact, we know it to amen, be a dangerous situation, but they, they often find themselves there because they don't have a way to make a, a way of a living or, 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 or to provide for themselves. So, so they sit by the entry of the highway. If you think about it, uh, you get off at State Street, uh, you normally see people sitting on the corner. Uh, when you turn on Michigan Ave, you normally see people with a sign on the corner. But here you have Barnabas, who's a blind man, sitting by the highway side. Now, it's obvious to Barnabas that uh, uh, there's a crowd approaching. He said there's a, there was noise down the street. He could, he could hear some bustling. He could feel, if you would, the number of feet pounding on, on the pavement. He could even probably smell the dust in the air from when the people had walked by. But as soon as he discovered the identity of the man who was in the middle of this chaos in the middle of this crowd it said he began to cry lord have mercy have mercy have mercy on me now you gotta imagine i'm sure it wasn't the first time he was sitting by this highway and he would normally wait for somebody to come and place something into the begging bowl but he said that he noticed that there was this commotion. And you got to imagine that somebody who doesn't have a, a, a sight, they genuinely have increased capabilities with the other senses. So no doubt that he was sitting there and even as people were talking about what Jesus and the miracles that had performed up and down the road, he began to understand that Jesus is nearby. I may not be able to see him, but I, but I, but I heard of this man named Jesus. I, I heard of the miracles that he could do. And he said that when he realized who it was, it wasn't about sitting waiting for somebody to drop something in his begging bowl. See, some of us, we got to understand that, you know, we go through testing trials and we sometimes looking for the handout to come. But I know that when I call on the matchless name of Jesus, when I begin to plead the blood of Jesus and when I begin to say, Lord, there's nobody greater than you. I'm professing that my situation is still subject to the great power that you have. Barnabas is still blind. 
He's still sitting by the highway side. But he knows the power of Jesus. He said, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. There is a saying that says misery is the object of mercy. His own miserable case he recommends to the compassion of the son of David, of whom it was foretold that when he should come, will save us. Isaiah 35, 5 and 6 declares, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. 36 says, Then shall the lame man leap as an heart, and the tongue of the dumb sing. In coming to Christ for healing or help, we should have an eye for him as the promised Messiah. Messiah, excuse me. In other words, in other words, get it in your, get it in your mind that he is the trustee of both grace and mercy. It belongs to him. It belongs to him. Now, clearly, Barnabas, he had heard of Jesus, said the stories were being swapped up and down the road. And he, amen, he used his finely tuned listening ears to understand who it was. Now, I can't tell you to be sure how much he knew about Jesus, but he knew that he was, a spe- he was someone special. He knew that he could change his situation. He is the same Jesus, the same Lord, if you would, that David declared in Psalms 139 as omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. See, put it this way. God's omniscience, it was made manifest in Matthew 10 and 30 where it proclaims that, but the very hair on your head are numbered Jesus knows things about you that you don't even know about yourself he's omniscient when it talks about his omnipresence Jeremiah 23 and 24 it states and can any man and can any hide himself in secret place that I shall not see him saith the Lord God do I not fill heaven and earth where can we go He is everywhere. He is omnipresent. When you are high on the mountaintop or low in the valley, God knows exactly where you are. God's omnipotence. Luke 31 and 7, excuse me, Luke 1 and 37, it declares, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Now, I, I, I know it's hard to believe that uh, Bonamaeus heard of Jesus coming and, and he thought to himself, I've been blind for as long as I can remember. If I remember the scripture right, his father was even blind. And so when you think about it, when all you know is uh, grief and pain and sorrow and sadness, uh, but to know that when you get in the presence of God, that when you begin to call on his name, uh, your situation may still look the same, but you are not the same. give you peace in that storm. Bonamaeus realized he realized that Jesus could change change his very situation. He realized that this wasn't going to be just an ordinary day. Now when Bonamaeus normally sat by the highway side, he asked for money. Because as I mentioned, he was blind and he could not see. But not this time. Mercy is what you ask from someone who is greater than you. 
Let me get that, get that in your spirit. Mercy is what you ask for from someone who is greater than you. Barnabas understood this. Jesus could give him something better than money. Jesus could give him his sight back. In verse 48 it said, and, he, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Said the crowd around Jesus tells him in no uncertain terms, you need to be quiet. Shut your mouth. Jesus ain't here for you. Ain't that like the enemy sometimes when you think about it? Huh? You're going through the tests and the trials and the people around you that you think got your back are sitting there saying, I don't know why you crying out. Because guess what? You the reason you in the situation you in. But despite my own shortcomings, despite my own gaps and my own flaws, despite how I may have even put myself in the very circumstance, when I come to myself and I realize that all of my help is in him, it's going to cause him like he did with Bartimaeus to stop. Prodigal son said, but when he came to himself, be careful who you keep company with. I tell you right now, those who don't know the Lord as their savior, their redeemer, their soon coming king, they can't speak anything about your faith. They can only try to disturb it and distract it, try to confuse us. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my circumstance, your circumstance, doesn't determine how great God is. As a matter of fact, I dare you when the test that you win, you begin to start calling on his name. See, what it does is it befuddles the enemy. He'll be like, I got him, I got him. Not understanding that, guess what? When you call on the name of Jesus, your situation begins to change. The hellhounds that been nipping at your heels, they begin to back up. That sickness or that disease that the doctor told you that you'd never get cured from is even subject to the name. Jesus, understand, Barnabas cried out even the more, because he sat there for so long, he cried and begged for so long, and yet no one helped, no one came to service him, there is no doubt that I'm sure he even felt defeated. When I probably say that the disciples were part of the crowd around Jesus that was telling him to be quiet. You mean to tell me my help is right there? I can't see him, but I, I, I feel his very presence. I can hear his voice. You're telling me my help is right there, and I, you, you're telling me don't cry out? You're telling me don't reach out to him? You're telling me I need to hold my peace when I, all my life I've been sitting here and I finally get in the presence of the Lord and you're going to tell me that I got to be quiet. He said, have mercy. Mercy on me. Sometimes we ask for somebody else to help us, but I'm going to tell you, when I, if I get to the presence of the Lord like the woman with the issue of blood, I don't care how great the multitude are thronging, I got to get to him. Bartimaeus was like, I, yeah, yeah, enough with y'all. No, I'm not going to be quiet. 
not going to be quiet. He would not agree because he knew that Jesus could help him. Psalms 50 and 15 says, and call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. What an incredible promise that the infinite one, the creator of the universe, the God of infinite power and might invites us to call upon him in our troubles. See, God, he doesn't want us to try and do it on ourselves or do it on our own. He doesn't want us to try to fake it until we make it. God doesn't want us to stay stuck in, in the rut that we're in and stay clammed up and carry on. No, he wants us to call upon him in our days of trouble. He wants us to lay our kids at his feet. As a matter of fact, Matthew 11, 28 and 30 speaks on this wise. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy, and my burden, my burden is light. Said, my burden is light. The fact that the Lord says, call upon me in the days of trouble it reveals five glorious things about his character. One, it shows that our heavenly father cares about our lives. It shows that he cares about us, that he's never too busy, that he never sleeps, that he never slumbers, that he's never preoccupied, that he's never so consumed, that everything else that's going on makes you a less issue. He cares about our lives. It shows, number two, that he will, the Lord is willing to help us. He's willing, he's willing to help us. He doesn't help us begrudgingly. He doesn't have an attitude and say, it's you again. Didn't I already, didn't I already help you? And, and what did you do with that assistance that I gave you? You went right back. You went right back to doing what I bought you out of. I don't hear you now. He doesn't begrudgingly help us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He doesn't do it begrudgingly. I mean, it shows that God knows we need simple commands. And you're like, what does that mean? How hard is it to call on the name Jesus? He didn't say, you know what? After 40 days of fasting, after you ascend to this highest mountain, then you can call on me and I'll help you. He said, just open up your lips and begin to call on my matchless name. He understands that we need simple commands. Our God is so good, he is but a whisper away both day and night. He is constantly listening and he hears our every prayer. Yet so often, we do everything but call on him. We do everything but go to the master who has all the answers. 
we do everything but look into the hills from which cometh our help. We fret and we worry and we try to figure it out on our own. How to solve our own problems. But I dare you today to make up in your mind like Barnabas. I will not be silent. I will not be silent. Says I'm reminded of the hymn that says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Said, oh, what peace we often forfeit. And oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we will not carry everything. I will not be quiet. It don't got to be a big thing. Lord, whatever's keeping me from you, whatever's occupying my mind, whatever's keeping me from calling on your name, Lord, I'm calling on you. I'm calling on you, God. I'm calling. Number four, it says, God gives us secure and certain promises. He said, I will deliver you. Not maybe. Not I might do it. Let me save up the power. Ask me next week and I'll, I'll see what I can do for you then. He said, I will, I will deliver you. Numbers 23 and 19 proclaims, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? The last one that declares God's goodness and his characteristics of his care for us is God delivers for his glory. You become part of the process. It's for your good. But it is for his, his glory. When God answers our cry for help, we ought to pour out our thanks unto him. We ought to tell somebody, how good our God has been in our lives. David said it best in Psalms 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. We about to wrap up. It goes on to say that Barnabas, amen, he said to those around him, I can't be quiet. I can't sit still. I refuse to be put off. See, Barnabas realized that when Jesus, that Jesus was the answer to his problem, that he was his help. He wasn't going to miss the opportunity. Brothers and sisters in Christ, don't miss your opportunity. If you need something from God, I dare you to get it in your mind today. Lord, Lord, I ain't leaving out the same way. I, I, I ain't leaving the same way I came in, God. I ain't leaving the same way I came in, God. Barnabas was like, look, I understand y'all are walking with him, and I'm glad that y'all are able to see him. But God got a blessing for me, and it's got my name on it. I can't leave here the same way I came. I'm not going to be quiet. Not going to be quiet. He cried out, Lord have mercy. 
Amen. In 49, it says, and Jesus stood still. Said the crowd as they were exiting Jericho. But can you imagine the cry over the noise and the bustling, the noise he had to make, the shout he had to give. But he wasn't going to let his blessing get away. Sometimes our pride won't let us call out. Sometimes we feel so dignified and I ain't going to do that. But God said I dwell in the midst of praises. So if you want God to do something that he ain't never did before, you need to make up in your mind that you got to do something that you never done before. Bartimaeus sat there year after year. But he said I ain't going to let this opportunity get away from me. I done been through too much hell. I done gone through too much, God, to let my life be taken, Lord. Lord, I need you. Have mercy on me. Said, I can't. I can't let him leave. He said, and Jesus stood still. He stood still and commanded him to be called and they called the blind man saying unto him be of good comfort rise he calleth thee have you ever been crying out to the Lord so that the Lord just was like I hear you it ain't even gotta be a it don't have to be a preach word it can be a soft whisper it can be a song that he begins to minister to your heart but he hears every prayer he hears every request he hears every cry I believe that when he saw Barnabas he was like bring him to me and the very people the very people that told Barnabas to be quiet were now the ones that were so interested and bringing him to Christ. Don't look for other people to strengthen your relationship with God. You better cry out like never before. You better tell him, Lord, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I'm the one standing in the need of prayer. I'm the one that's standing. Bartimaeus became the focus of everyone's attention as they called him. Come on over here. The man been seated by the roadside, ready to receive whatever people dropped in his begging bowl. But the moment he hears his call, he springs into action. Bartimaeus was sitting down by the roadside, wrapped in long clothing, not being able to see never really moving proactively but when he said Barnabas come here he calleth for thee said he hopped up immediately stripped out of everything see sometimes you better understand that sometimes the stuff that we got in our lives is what's keeping us being quiet and keeping us silent but he realized look hey my blessing is right there my healer my helper my redeemer my soon coming king he's right there he said look I can't I can't have anything else I can't have anything holding me back Sometimes we don't want to open up our mouths and call on the name of Jesus because of the mess that we got ourselves in. But when he calls you, don't you bring the baggage. He said, leave it. He said, I want you. Bonamance got up real quick. Couldn't see yet, but was listening with his ears, trying to get to Jesus. 
What's keeping you from getting to Jesus? What's holding you up? What's keeping you from opening up your mouth and telling him, Lord, you've been better to me than I've ever been to myself? He said he got up immediately. And Jesus asked him and answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said, Lord, said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And very quickly, verse 52 said, And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately, years are sitting by the roadside. Sound like some of us before we came to know Christ, a life of sin, doing everything that I was big and bad enough to do. But one day he got a hold of me. One day, amen, the Lord was like, you are my child. I am your Lord. I predestined you for something greater than this. He said immediately, Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole, and immediately he received that sight, and he followed Jesus. He was no longer sitting by the roadside begging, no longer saying, now that I got my sight, let me be about my business. He said that he followed him in the way. Paul and Silas, amen, in the book of Acts, where they were in the prison cell, See, sometimes we think that we can't open up our mouths because we don't know that God knows where we are. He says in verse 16 and 23, it says, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. It says, Who received such a charge thrust them into the inner prison, and made their feet fast in stock. And at midnight, sometimes your darkest point in life is when you need to call on Jesus. Now we ain't gotta wait. I wanna praise him on the mountaintop. I wanna praise him in the valley. I wanna praise him going in and coming out. But at midnight, when they said they were in the innermost part of the jail, it says, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prison heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loose. During your testing trials, be encouraged, brothers and sisters, that God knows exactly where you are. Like Paul and Silas, they didn't need to pray and sing songs of Zion so that the Lord would follow them. He said they sang and gave praise unto God so that the others around them would know that even in the testing trial, God is still a great God. I want you to understand that when you are in your testing trials, begin to call on your father. Begin to tell him how great he is. Begin to tell him, Lord, I wouldn't have made it without you the enemy will tell you to keep your mouth closed but I dare you to worship the Lord at all times I dare you to give him praise when you're going out and when you're coming in don't hold anything back don't hold anything back I will not be quiet 
I will always worship you as long as long as I'm breathing as long as I'm breathing it doesn't mean that I'm going to be in a good situation every time but as long as long as I'm breathing God I will always worship you I will always worship you Psalms 100 said make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands serve the Lord with gladness come before his presence with singing know ye that the Lord is God it is he that have made us and not we ourselves we are his people the voice of a stranger they will not follow your father will hear you when you call I will not be silent and not we ourselves we are his people and the sheep of his pasture enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his holy name it says for the Lord is good you hear me the Lord is good he ain't just good but he's good all the time your situation may not always be good but you understand that the God that you serve is good and his mercy it endureth to all generations on your feet on your feet on your feet we about to close get it in your mind right now that Lord God today Lord I owe you a praise today Lord it's me God it's me God that's a little on the short end God you done blessed me too many times Lord God and I may have said thank you but Lord I didn't praise you the way that I should have praised you because I didn't realize in my mind that you were the only one that could have brought me out of what I was dealing with you were the only one that could have opened up that door you were the only one God that made a way out of no way God you were the only one God when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me don't let me pray for if you owe him a praise I dare you to get it in your mind God today God I'm gonna give you what I owe you I will not be silent I will not be silent Lord God whatever you need from me whatever you want from me God however I can praise you wherever you want me to go whatever you want me to say I will not I will not I will not be silent I will not be silent let me let you know right now enemy before I knew the name but I know the name now I know the name now I know when I call on that name Sometimes we're looking for this long dissertation or this long thesis. I'm telling you right now, just call on the name of Jesus. Just call on his name and watch what begins to happen in your life. When I call on the name Jesus, demons got to back up. Hellhounds got to slow down. The fear that I have down on the inside be anxious for nothing. God is greater than anything 
that you're facing. When I call on the name Jesus, said Barnabas cried, Lord, have mercy on me, thy son of David. It got Jesus' attention. Don't be silent, brothers and sisters. Don't stay in the situation that you're in when your help is here. Amen. If you don't know the Lord as your Savior, your Redeemer, your soon-coming King, amen, today is your day. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Bartimaeus heard of this Jesus and he cried out. Whatever situation, whatever state you're in, I dare you to heed the call today. Will you come? Will you come? Like Bartimaeus, Jesus called for him to come and he came. Will you come today? You don't have to stay in the situation that you're in. Today can be your day. Amen. We will call, we, you will come, we will baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. Amen. And you shall receive. But will you come? Will you repent? Will you make up in your mind? Will you choose Christ today? Amen. The Lord is here. For those who are watching via Facebook, amen. The number is at the bottom of the screen, amen. Do not stay in the state that you're in. Please call the number. Amen. You may be, amen, seeking, amen, what it takes. It says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Call the number. We have ministers here that will, amen, pray with you. Amen. Speak with you regarding the baptism in Jesus' name.